Hello, welcome to Champion Circle Podcast. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because your life matters to God. Grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. Our teaching for all of our Sunday services has been understanding the wonders of Thanksgiving. Now, still be mindful of that one thing this morning, that you will desire heaven to breathe upon, to make it become a reality. Have it at the back of your mind. If you are writing it down, please do. Because heaven will be attending to them. Understanding the wonders of thanksgiving. Now, please understand that we are in a kingdom that is full of keys keys. This is a kingdom that operates by keys. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 Praise the Lord. In Matthew 16 and the Bible says and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If you look at that scripture, you you will discover that those who make things happen are those who have access to keys. said, and I will give unto thee keys of the kingdom. In this kingdom, we operate solely by keys. And those who have access to those keys are those who command things and things have respect to. After this meeting, things will begin to respect you. Now, a woman shared her testimony in Canaan land this morning. She's been trusting God for the fruit of the womb for, I think, five years. When she had the word, what she did was that on her own, she organized a 21-day praise warfare on her own. Now, you see, what we do in church is to create platform. We are the one who we create our world. There are things I can't do for you. We just set the pace so that we will take hold of it and begin to run with them. On her own, she made out, she made out time and 21 days she was praising God. Praise the Lord. Then by the time she will come out of it, the first week she went to the hospital for tests, nothing happened. She went inside again to give God thanks. And the second week when she came out, she was pregnant. Now, for some of us, once you just try once and nothing happens, you will think it is not working. There is the need for consistency. There was a day I was asking God, I said, why is it that these things are working for them in Canaan land and we are doing the same thing here? It's like we are not having results. I heard them clearly. What he said to me was that what they are doing there, you two, you are doing. He said, but you are not consistent, but they are consistent. When Elijah was praying that rain should come, he was there on that mount and he will ask his servant, go and check. The first time that one went and said, the cloud is still as clear as it is. He said, no, okay, hold on. He went back. He came back the second time and said, go and check now. Boy, he went he said, I don't understand, but it's still like, it's a bit cloudy, but nothing, this one is not a sign that it will rain. He said, wait i'm coming he went how many times again they thought i'm until the seventh time 
The seventh time he asked the boy go, the boy wasn't tired and he himself wasn't tired of engaging. Those who are tired of engaging are the people that misses out on his mercy. It is not one cry of mercy that brings Jesus to a standstill. You remember? Bartimaeus cried. People stopped him. He never stopped. He cried again. Jesus did not hear. He cried the third time. And by the time he will cry again the fourth time, the Bible said Jesus had a look back. Jesus will look back for somebody's cry. Now the seventh time, the boy went. He said, I can see something like a hand. Like the hand of the man. What Elijah told him was that that one true is enough. God will show somebody a sign. I said, God will show you a sign. And the rain came down in torrent. What am I saying? You must not be tired of engaging. For the mere fact that you went yesterday, they told you no, doesn't mean the same person won't say yes. When mercy begins to speak, the person who said no to you will call you back to tell you I made a mistake. That is for somebody here now. That person who said no to you will call you back to tell you I made a mistake. Praise the Lord. See, mercy has the capacity to turn anything around. But what are we saying? Same thing applies to giving God thanks because these are keys. In this kingdom, we trade with keys. In Matthew chapter 13 verse 11, in that verse 11, hear what the Bible says there. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So these kingdom mysteries are what we call keys. So thanksgiving is a key. Some people may just see it as ordinary word, just exchanging pleasantry with God. How are you? Thank you. You kept me. But it's a key for those who understand. Praise the Lord. And as we begin to engage this key this season, it will begin to produce results for you. He said to me, he said, you are doing the same thing they are doing, but the way and manner in which they are engaging is different from the manner in which you are engaging. Their heart is in it when they engage, but how are we are engaging? Is it like with, you know, with attitude? Thinking we are doing it for pastor? No. There is nothing you do in the kingdom that is for the pastor. When you have understanding, you discover that everything you do in this kingdom is for your destiny. Praise the Lord. You can't serve God for the pastor. You can't give for the pastor. Whatever you give is for your destiny. Whatever you service you render in this kingdom is for your life. If you look at Exodus chapter 23 verse 25 to 26, the Bible says, Thou shalt serve. Who will serve? You. And the Lord will bless. He will bless your bread and your water and he will take away sickness from the midst of thee. That shall become somebody's experience. So what are we saying? So thanksgiving is a key. And when we engage this key with the whole of our heart, we we'll begin to enjoy the wonders that is rooted inside. Praise the Lord. Those who gave God thanks in the midst of battles usually end up as conquerors. They enjoy cheap victories. Those who give God thanks in spite of their fruitlessness or barrenness, usually hence in fruitfulness and become joyful fathers and mothers of children. Those who give God thanks in the midst of their trials or tests, end so with tangible testimonies 
as a mark and sign of divine intervention. That shows you can't engage that key and not gain access. Praise the Lord. Why? Because for every short door, a key is required to open it. And Thanksgiving is one of those keys in the kingdom. Now, if you won't stop murmuring, then God cannot help you. If you won't stop complaining, then Thanksgiving cannot produce for you. If you won't stop comparing yourself with yourselves, then there is nothing God can do on your behalf. So if you won't praise him, then he can't raise you or change your situation. Praise the Lord. But the good news is that as we engage this key this season, it will deliver for us. May you not throw away your key. Somebody say amen. May you not throw away your key. You will not throw away the key. In the name of Jesus Christ. Do you know why this key is your advantage? It's my advantage. If you have the key to a house, you don't beg to enter the house. Now, there was a day, even though God blessed us with the house we are living, then one day I came back, I forgot the key. I don't know where my boys kept the key. I came home. I got to the door. The door wouldn't open. Praise the Lord. Even though the house belonged to us. Why? I left the key somewhere. That should say anytime you drop the key, you drop your advantage. You drop the opportunity to access your heritage. This season, you won't drop that key. And what is the enemy doing? Enemy most times will try as much as possible to see to you that you leave your key behind so that you can be stranded. That won't be your portion this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we need to also understand that it is not thanksgiving until it has turned until it has graduated into praise. Because every genuine thanksgiving usually graduates into praise. And most times, we praise God essentially in songs and in dance amongst others. You can't tell me you are praising God and you are frowning. Is it possible? You are praising God and your mouth is not opened. And even your heart is not connected. That is not praise. Praise the Lord. Every genuine thanksgiving usually graduates into praise. We praise God essentially in songs and in amongst others. Look at Psalm 2 verse 1. Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto the name of the Lord Most High. That shows you can't give him thanks without praise accompanying it. In Psalm 149, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And it's praise in the congregation of saints. So it is not an error when we come to church and say we should dance. Is somebody getting it? It's scriptural. Praise God. No, we are not in the place where you will be singing as if you are mourning. That is not what God is saying. Look at that scripture. Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. It's one song we sang in January. And from that January to December, one song. God himself will not appreciate it. Because it will become monotonous. And it will even irritate you. Somebody keep coming and keep singing. And you yourself, you will ask, 
Ah, what happened? You know, they do the hazard. You know, get another song. Praise God. But God will give you a new song. I said, God will give you a new song. In the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, verse 2 of Psalm 141. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise him. How? Verse 3. In what? In the dance. The dance. Not a dance. The dance. Praise the Lord. That's just we need to dance before the Lord our God. Let them sing praises unto him with timbrel and harp. Praise God. You need to understand that anytime you give him thanks, your blessings are preserved. Praise the Lord. It takes thanksgiving for our blessings to be preserved, to be perfected, and to enjoy multiplication. In Malachi chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, Bible says, Now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, you will not lay it to heart. To give glory unto my name, say the Lord. He said, I will send a curse upon you. Somebody say, God forbid. Say it again, God forbid. So that is why wherever you are, on your way to where you are going, still carry that heart of appreciation. Learn to give him thanks. Because when you do, three things will happen. It will preserve you so that you can enjoy more. It will perfect that blessing in your hand. Then it will increase it or multiply it. May that become our experience this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. That was the case of that leper that returned in Luke chapter 17, verse 17 to 19. And when he came, Jesus answered him and said, Were there not ten lepers cleansed? So Jesus himself was taking note. He was taking record. He knew ten people came to him. He knew he actually healed ten of them. But only one return. And Jesus has the one that returned. Ah, where are the others? Is it that they are such an ingrate that they wouldn't return to say thank you to me? But because you, you came. Ah, I even discovered that even though you have been healed, the virus has been, you know, taken care of. Look at the patches on your body. Oh yeah, received cleansing. He made him whole. Why? Because he returned. Nobody returns and go empty. Nobody returns and go empty. So anytime you return to say thank you to him, something must be added to you. May you enjoy that addition this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, thanksgiving also is a spiritual channel for the realization of our glorious destiny. Now, it is not enough for God to say you will be blessed. It is the blessing that is the real thing. And until one returns, what God has spoken can become a reality. Praise the Lord. So when we give him thanks for the last, then he opens a new chapter for the next to come to be. May you enjoy that visitation this season. In Romans chapter 8 verse 29 to 30, Bible says, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30 says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. That shows for you to be in Christ, shows that you've been predestinated to be here. You are not here by chance. You are not in federal locals by chance. Praise the Lord. So if God brought you here, he has a mission. He has a purpose for your being here. 
And it will take thanksgiving, appreciating him for preserving your life and for bringing you to make all of those things he has spoken in your direction to come to pass. This season, as we begin to celebrate God, whatever he has spoken concerning you, begin to see the light of the day. If you, are, if you have faith, let your amen show it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, thanksgiving also facilitates access to revelation. No, we are talking about key. We are talking about mysteries. All of these things one cannot access without the place of thanksgiving. In Psalm 100 verse 4, the Bible says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. It is when you do this that heaven will begin to open your eyes to your inheritances. Praise the Lord. And that is what revelation does. When you give him thanks, your access to revelation is facilitated. Bible speaking in Isaiah, I think chapter 11, verse 3 or there about that, with joy, you will dwell water. You will fetch water out of the well of salvation. That just joy is a requirement for accessing revelation. If your eyes must be open to the truth of who you are, to your inheritances and heritage, then begin to engage the circle of thanksgiving and joy. Praise the Lord. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. That was the testimony of Paul the Apostles. He said, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into this ministry. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7, he said, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. No one advantage that Paul had was that he gained access to more revelation than all of the apostles. Praise the Lord. Now, it is not a function of age. If a young man, a young chap will praise God, he will enjoy a race more than the older ones who didn't praise him. So God doesn't respect persons. Whoever engages, God elevates. May we be qualified for this elevation this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving empowers our financial seed for supernatural returns. This also we need to understand. That it is not just about drawing, dropping your offering. Dropping your tithe. Dropping your seed. All of these things are meant to bring honor to God. Praise the Lord. The day I read Kenneth Copeland's book talking about how to present your tithe before God, I repented. Praise the Lord. Many times we just come at the end of the month, we drop it as if we are doing God favor. No, it's an act of worship. You must do, even before you drop your tithe in church, you must have taken out time without, without tithe to speak to God. It will be an error just for you to come to church on Sunday and just say, my tithe, how much is this? And just drop it. You are the one missing out. Because you are not doing it honorably. God is a God of honor. And those who must come to him must come with honor. Praise the Lord. So if you must enjoy returns on our financial seeds, if you want God to reach out to us via our seeds, then thanksgiving is the sequel we must trust him. Praise the Lord. You still need to tell God, God, I am not doing you any favor with my seed, but I worship you with them, and you drop it honorably. In Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 to 4, Bible says, And it shall be 
when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and possess it, and dwellest therein, that thou shalt take of the force of all the fruits of the heart, which thou bring of thy land that the Lord giveth thee, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, that I am come unto the country which the Lord swore unto my fathers for to give us. And the priest shall take the basket out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. You can see, we may say it's in the Old Testament, but you can see the process that after God has blessed you and your land become productive, you are not just meant to take whatever, you know, you, you are giving to him out of that substance and do it anyhow. You are meant to do it orderly. In some ministries, they will call those who want to pay tithes. They will stand in front of the altar. And they will bless them specially. Because it is honorable unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. And here we are taught that you don't just drop it anyhow. Whatever you are bringing to God, you are qualified to kneel down in your house and speak to God. God, this is my seed. You have fulfilled your portion by blessing my land. And my land has yielded this same amount. This is your portion. Please, Lord, I am using this as an act of worship to honor you. And when you do that, it shows we really honor God. Praise the Lord. Imagine now, let's say he's my dad. At the end of the month, and I said, hello, Popsy. I now see one envelope. I said, see, just have this for your lunch. Just take it. Take it now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Instead of taking it, what will happen to that boy? He slap. So you want to give me, am I the one you are talking to that way? <laughs> Carry your money. <laughs> you will see, give him, you know, high five. Praise the Lord, so that he can think. If mortal men can understand what honor means, how much more God? So these are the reasons why some of our seeds, we are wondering, I sowed this seed, I did this, this thing, is not producing. Praise the Lord. The day me and my wife dropped our seed at Shiloh, one of those years, tears was dropping in my because I've never sown such seed before. I carried it. I said, sweetheart, since we agree together to honor God with this, you are the one that will drop this thing. Let it not be that at the end of the day, you will say, I'm the one who carry our house rent. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And before we even go to church, at home, we sat down, we prayed to heaven. God, this is our sin. We are dropping it with tears. Please have respect for it. Have respect for it. And God had respect. Because the January of that year, immediately after Shiloh, the January, somebody just called me and said, Pastor, I need to buy you land. And that was how almost four plus was released free of charge. Seed. They have the capacity to produce. But how do we offer them? Every seed that you have sown that has not delivered, watch how you drop them. But that is why we talk about keys. This season, no one here is permitted to drop his seed anyhow. When you drop it with honor before God and with thanksgiving, not seeing it as if you are doing God or a church a favor, 
then God will have respect for you. One of my sisters, in quote, she's in the U.S. One day she called me. He says, uh, Pastor, I want to help a ministry. I said, what did you say? He said, can I pay my tithe to help this ministry? I said, did the ministry tell you they need help? Because if you are doing it with the mindset of helping God, it's just a donation. Nothing drops back to you. I said, no, it's not done that way. You are not helping the ministry. You are the one sowing seed for your destiny to be helped. Praise the Lord. It will add value to the ministry. But how you are presenting it will determine what flows back to you. So whatever you are giving God must come with a heart of appreciation. Because you can't have access to that thing in the first place if God has not blessed you with it. So what you are telling God is that God, we appreciate what you have done. Out of what you have done, we are returning this. Please accept this. We honor you with it. Then you will see whether results will come or not. Somebody is changing level here. And somebody is changing stories here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now you are in the kingdom. You have been serving God. And it looks like nothing is happening around you. Then look at your service. It's not as if you are not serving. You are serving. But you are serving frowning. You are serving without joy. Such doesn't attract the blessings of God. Hear what the Bible says. It is thanksgiving that empowers our stewardship to be profitable. In the Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 to 48, hear this very clearly. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. With what? Joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore, thou shalt serve thy enemies. Somebody say, God forbid. Now, those enemies, who will send them? Look at that Bible. Verse 48. Therefore, thou shalt serve who? Uh-huh. Which who? Shall send against thee. In what? Now, look at the enemies that will come. These are the enemies. Hunger. What? Nakedness. These are the primary needs of man. Is that not so? In, and in want of how many things? And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck. Somebody say, God forbid. That is, if you are not going to serve, don't serve. Than for you to serve, not with joy. Can you see? Now, Bible says, costless cause shall not stand. But yet, there are people who use their head to carry cause, even in the house of God. Praise the Lord. That won't be our portion. That won't be our portion. I said that won't be our portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, kingdom service produces when it is done with joy. When joy is involved, you are giving, you are giving with smile. You are singing, you are singing with smile. Not that you are the singer, but yeah, people are still afraid of your face. The white cuckoo sing, you should sit down. You are the usher. And when people are coming to church, they say, please, I want to avoid that usher. I don't want to fall. They say, why? It's like a soldier. Sit down here. He's here. He's here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God will help us. The place of kingdom service, if you must enjoy the blessings, thanksgiving is a requirement because it, it empowers our stewardship for profitable service. Praise the Lord. Then in all of our various endeavors also, thanksgiving is a requirement because it engenders breakthrough in our various service. 
Now, I've had a testimony of a young man. Okay, I think a lady. They both said there is no, no matter what task you gave to her, she will smile. No matter what time frame you gave her, she will smile. Praise the Lord. Then every now and then she keeps enjoying blessing and favor. People are now talking that she's being favored. That shows you how to look. Will either make your life to attract favor or cause favor to be far from you. Even in the place of service. If in a secular place of work, people enjoy favor by reason of attitude, how much more in their kingdom? So, thanksgiving is an attitude. Praise the Lord. But it's a positive, an attitude of appreciation to God. Even in all of our endeavors. The Bible says, sing, O barren, that is not bear. Now, somebody is trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You are telling her to sing. Can you see now that is a key? God knew that is inside of that singing lies the opening of, his, of that womb. It is inside of that singing lies the opening of a womb. I used to have an aunt. She operates uh, this daycare stuff. She had five girls and she was trusting God for a male child. But anytime you visit her daycare, if you see the way she flogs the boys there, all the male boys, those small, small boys, you will look at this one, you pull your body. Ah, people will, madam, please take it easy with these boys. And she doesn't do such to girls. And this is somebody trusting God for boys. Do you think our destiny will attract boys? No, boys will be running. One day, somebody now called her and said, Madam, you say you are looking for a boy. And the way you are treating these boys, said they are too stubborn. What about the girls? Are they not? Even girls in the house knows too that they could be stubborn. Praise the Lord. And she repented. And she now changed. And begin to treat those boys well. Do you know that that same year she took him? And the last baby she had was a boy. And that was what closed the womb. Now, how much more the Almighty God? So, attitudes will either attract what you are looking for to you or send them away. Is somebody getting it now? Your attitude will either attract what you are trusting God for to your life or make them to be far away from you. You are trusting God for a husband, but you don't respect men. At every point in time, the ones that comes your way, you abuse them. May you not turn to a lesbian in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because men will be running. Even me. When I look at some faces, not here, praise the Lord. You know, I'm telling you the truth, not here. No, there was a while in Canaan, I told some, I said, with this you have to look. Even me that is close to you, there are occasions I've loved to dodge you. Because you are coming and you carry everything on your face. That whoever meets you, meets fire. Praise the Lord. So, we can see how much more in the kingdom. Thanksgiving engenders breakthroughs in our endeavors. It is your attitude to a large extent, we have been told, that determines your altitude in life. And until we begin to carry the attitude of thanksgiving, so that whatever comes our way, 
even in our place of work, celebrating God's faithfulness, not allowing our challenges to take the larger part of our outlook. Bible says, "Sing, O barren, that thou that did I mean that did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud that thou did not travel with child for more." That shows any time, in spite of your status, trusting God, you still reach out to God, celebrating Him. You enjoy even more than those that have gone ahead. If that woman, our mommy, at the age of sixty-seven, said, has written herself off, that what is left for me? I am 67. Oh, I beg. They said we should serve God. We don't serve him. How many years? And all those ladies under me have even given them out in marriage. I mean, you testify. Praise the Lord. I've given them out in marriage. And they've even had their own children. They what is left for me. But I believe she kept at it. Keep serving God. Because I was missed to understand that she's a woman of God. Very sound in faith. And while she was busy doing it, God located her. And what men, women were looking out for? We've had people with money. How many IVFs? Pain through their nose, but yet none is working. But somebody 67 years old with thanksgiving took in with ease and delivered not just one. Because the Bible says for your shame with thanksgiving you will have double. Rise on your feet. For your shame you will have double. So all we need this season is to trust in the sequel of thanksgiving. Wherever we are, though the whole tree may not blossom, and things may not work according to plan, he said, but yet I will glory in this God. You have suffered some losses, but God is the reason why you have not lost everything. I don't know what you have lost, but if you must recover, then trust in the sequel of thanksgiving. I don't know what has eluded you, but when you begin to give him thanks this season, you will discover that events will begin to turn in your favor. Mercy will answer. I want us to lift up our voices to heaven this morning and receive fresh grace for a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Lord, I receive fresh because this is one of those keys that we need. To access what heaven have in store for us. Bible says Abraham did not consider the deadness of his body. Neither that of Sarah's womb. But in spite of those obvious reasons not to be happy, the Bible says he was happy. His faith was never shaken. And the promise came. Somebody's promise will come. Somebody's Isaac will be delivered. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace this morning for a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. The Bible says he gave beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Receive that grace this morning. I see the finger of God turn every ashes around your life to beauty. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for.
for listening to Champion Circle Podcast. If this message has blessed you and you would like more information about Champion Circle, please visit us at championcircleblogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, listen, download, and share Champion Circle Podcast. We'll leave you with this word from Acts 20, 32. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life, joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.